Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. I'm Nick Mercer. This is episode 73. And I'll be introducing and interviewing my new co-host, Aaron Gilfoyle. Hi everyone, my name is Aaron Gilfoyle. I'm the coordinator of programs and services for the Newfoundland and Labrador Brain Injury Association. I'm very excited to be joining Nick on the podcast here and talking to you all, hopefully every week. Okay, thanks Aaron. So can you just tell the listener now, your listener now, um, a little more about yourself and your background and how you involved? Yeah, so I'm originally from New Brunswick actually, and I moved to Newfoundland after high school to go to Memorial University for my undergraduate degree. There I completed a Bachelor of Science in Behavioral Neuroscience and also a Certificate of Criminology. After attending Memorial University for my undergrad, I was still kind of unsure of where to go with the psychology degree and the knowledge of neuroscience, and I wanted a way to apply the academic knowledge I had about the brain in a real way to the community. From then, I discovered the uh, Brain Disorders Management Graduate Certificate at Mohawk College in Hamilton, Ontario. So last year, I moved away again and attended there for the past year of the graduate certificate. I just graduated technically yesterday, actually, and was lucky enough to get a job back here in Newfoundland where I really want to be. So, Aaron, so what, what got you interested, interested in the brain or in the brain injury, first off? So, originally when I started to do my behavioral neuroscience degree, I really wasn't sure entirely that I was interested in the brain yet but as I kept going the passion grew further and further and I really wanted a way to connect the academic and community side of things. Um, This was from a personal experience as well when about four years ago my grandmother had a stroke and it was a pretty severe one. She ended up having aphasia which is the disorder of losing the ability to speak and this kind of inspired me to want to learn more about the brain and how to help her. Uh, from New Brunswick, which is where my family is, I noticed that there was a lot of resources that lacked. And when I went to Ontario, this was even more abundantly clear that 
there are so many resources there and different programs and opportunities for anyone who's had a stroke or any brain injury to avail of compared to my home province and pretty much any province within the Atlantic bubble now. And I really wanted to be able to bring the skills that I was learning in Ontario back here and kind of grow that community and the systems that we can help brain injury survivors here without them having to travel to Toronto or anywhere else. So, so why, how did you get, how did you find out with this job and how did you get involved in Newfoundland? Obviously you did your undergrad here, so you knew people, knew the situation here, but how did you come to go from Hamilton and Fredericton back to St. John's? Yeah, so of course the pandemic came in in March and I ended up moving back home to Fredericton with my parents just for the time being instead of being in a cramped little apartment in Ontario. Uh, I started looking for jobs and everything. My internships for my program were cancelled unfortunately so I was just kind of like what do I do? Oh my goodness I think every young graduate this summer during the pandemic has had the same thoughts of how do I move forward? So I started looking up all these brain injury associations, anything I could possibly get into. I did have a previous job where I was a support worker uh, for children with autism, but then I was just kind of working the shift work, the night shifts, wasn't really enjoying it as much as I possibly could. And so I started looking further. Um, one day I think I just Googled brain injury associations and the Newfoundland Labyrinth one came up and I was like, I had no idea this even existed. <laughs> I was there for five years. So I gave them a call, <laughs> and lucky enough for me, the president of the association, Marina White, answered the phone, and I pretty much just asked, hey, are you guys hiring? <laughs> of course, they said no, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, but she encouraged me to forward my resume, and I gave her a bit of a background about myself and why I was passionate about helping brain injury survivors. And about a month after, I'd kind of forgotten about the fact that I'd even called her and all that and she calls me back and asked if I was still looking for employment because she was impressed by my resume. So there was no job per se at the time but what so what your job now what is your job your title now and what do you do for the association? Yeah so I'm currently the coordinator of programs and services and essentially my job is to act as the advocate educator and referral person for any brain injury survivor within Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, I'll basically the few things I've done in the past couple months has been because you just started right? Yeah, yeah yeah I just started in August and moved up here about mid-August and got started right away. Uh, a lot of things have changed when you try to start a job and work in the pandemic whatsoever so any of the educational presentations that I've done have had to be virtual a lot of the fundraising initiatives we've had to do have just had to be online and any campaigns whatsoever are pretty much just trying to advocate to the media to get our message out instead of just being out in the community because it's so much harder now and all those restrictions are something that are I never people, thought Are people as receptive now? Well, I mean, you don't have experience with, with people the receptiveness here, but yeah. do you find that they're receptive now or is it more difficult they can't? actually go and see them and go and do talks? I would say it's receptive but different. So before, if I want to give a talk in person, you can read everyone's face, you can kind of tell yeah. how they're getting your message kind of thing, but yeah. now doing things virtually, it's much harder to 
ask them if you can come in and set up the Zoom call and all of that. Yeah. Um, like I did a presentation the other week for my mom's a teacher and I did a presentation for her class and like that went really well, but I only got that in because it was my mother yeah. and yeah. trying to get yeah. a hold of teachers here and like advocate and say, Hey, can you do a presentation? Like I'll do it on zoom, all of yeah. this. Yeah. It's a lot of work for them. It's a lot of undue stress and I completely understand, but I still think it's really important that keep trying. You have to keep doing those educational things. Fundraising is another big one that we've noticed uh, is more difficult. Like we can't go into stores anymore and sell 50-50 tickets. That yeah. used to be where a large chunk of our sales would come from. And now it's just all online and people will only see so much of their newsfeed. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's true. So this is, this is a great thing you're doing up this, both this podcast. I mean, it's great having, having a co-host who can relate to the what's actually going on on the ground as they say and uh so so you're open to get do more online activity now with, with your with the fundraising and, so, and just an, event, announcing events and whatnot so yeah and we're hoping to do a few webinars as well uh just about topics and release those uh currently by next week i would say hopefully when this is out uh, we're going to be recruiting volunteers for fundraising, social media, and uh, public relations and HR committees. And I really want to get a lot of people on board with those and help me out in the terms of creative ways that they can think of for doing things online, because that's kind of going to be the new world that we're living in. And a lot of the training that I want to be able to do will be centered around seniors and those with disabilities and trying to get materials for them if they require accommodations for online materials like enlargement screens voice-to-text rec recognition, all of that, and kind of just push those out and see what the need is here as well. So, well, unless you have more information about when, when you do have, when Aaron does have more information about events or, or recruiting drives or fundraising events, and we'll just have a spot in every podcast where she'll tell us about that. And, uh, but was to make more to your, your your background, I guess. Your just uh, what did you learn at Edmond, for example, first at Memorial University of Newfoundland and yeah. Labrador. For those of you who don't know, that's what Mon stands for. <laughs> but um, what did you learn at Mon that was that was I mean behavioral neuroscience? So explain that a bit, I guess. Yeah. So behavioral neuroscience is technically under a psychology degree here. Uh, you do a lot of science courses with it, but it's pretty much learning about the brain and its structures. Uh, it's a lot of the academic knowledge as you would with a university. And you pretty much, it's a lot of kind of, not to say boring, because I thought it was really interesting, but a lot of people would find it very dense material, just knowing the brain structures, knowing what they do, knowing how neurons fire, how they work, all of that kind of interrelated stuff. Yeah. Um, when I went to Mohawk, that's kind of more of the easier to explain in a way because a lot more people can relate to how you connect with a community versus like yeah, the anatomy of right. a brain. But at Mohawk, we did, uh, it was a one year certificate program and we did a lot of hands-on skills. So we would do conversation techniques with people. So that related to with my grandmother, it was a really interesting part. You would do workshops for aphasia patients and learning how to give breaks to someone who needs more time to speak and learning what uh, talking points to write down on a whiteboard if you had to do supportive conversation techniques. 
uh, learning about photo walls and schedules and all those kind of things that would be related to anyone who required uh, photo steps in order to get a task done. We also did uh, brain anatomy labs, so it was more so instead of memorizing. Yeah, brain what? Brain anatomy labs. Anatomy. Okay. Yeah, so we went to McMaster. We went to the anatomy lab there, and okay. we got to hold a brain yeah. and everything. Yeah. So it was a more hands-on yeah. way of learning yeah. it versus the textbook memorize yeah. this. We also did a digital storytelling projects, so we had experience with uh, making a video for right. yeah a type of brain disorder, and then we were lucky enough to be able to have the opportunity to publish it as well. Cool. Uh, and essentially, the program there really, really aimed to try to get you out in the community and connect it to as many people as possible, which was great in Ontario because there's so many places around that you could work with and network to. So I was happy to be doing that, and I worked with uh, Synapse uh, Life Sciences Competition and connected with groups and through there. Uh, we had a lot of guest speakers, like the Ontario Brain Injury Association came, uh, March of Dimes came, the Adult Recreation Therapy Centre. There were so many different things that came in and spoke to us, and we had the opportunities to network in such a great way. I hope now, too, with the pandemic, that their classes are the same in a way, but different, yeah. just because it was so interesting to have that. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So what kind of questions do people ask you when you when they come in or email you at the brain, brain injury association here? I find a lot of the questions or calls I'll get from clients currently go around the fact that, one, they didn't know that we were here and they don't know what resources are in their area. Uh, Newfoundland Labrador is at a disadvantage in the sense that a lot of our communities are rural and it's harder to access services. So a lot of my job goes around trying to connect people to the best way to help them. We're in St. John's, so there's more clinics here that can help them out, but even then there's only about two that really actually focus into concussions or brain injury. Uh, and in terms of counseling as well, there's, from what I can find, only two counselors that would specialize with yeah. brain injury knowledge. Um, so it's been a lot of reaching out to people, asking what they do, which is interesting in a pandemic as well, because yeah. not as many people answer their emails or in the fewer office. Fewer people around, I guess. Yeah. We do stuff, yeah. Yeah, but it's in this time too that we're in even more need because people are isolated they can't get out to like usual social circles even for our own association we've had to put our recreation um, weekly meeting on hold because it's not safe to gather we're hoping by next year we'll have that up and running but that's why it's kind of so important to me to get these online resources out and have ways that our survivors can access support systems even from home. And what what aspects of of recovery of the therapy rehab, whatever it is, would you say are the important most important parts for? Well, not necessarily here, but for general, like London Mall, for example. What do you think are the best, most effective means of therapy and rehab? Honestly, having a good support system is always the number one thing in order to succeed within your rehab or physical therapy. If you don't have someone in your corner or even believe in yourself to get motivated and get it done, you're probably not going to. So I think having a support system behind you, whether it's online virtual community that you can go to and ask questions and say you're having a crappy day, it's the support that is what motivates you to keep going forward. Yeah, I've noticed actually on my on my on my website, not website, but my Facebook page and Twitter, and Instagram, a lot more people who just say, or not necessarily my and my pages, but on people that follow or discussion or brain injury about how they you know they understand and how it's becoming difficult, but just it's just a, I mean the the people is looking for. People talk to and understand what they're going through. Yeah. And uh, I guess I guess we have whoever we can find, whether it's family or friends or just people online that you meet that are actually not just there for some weird reason, which people often are online. But you know, but they're just if you can find someone who's got your understands you as a, and what you're going through. And that's very important too. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I myself have never suffered a concussion or any brain injury but I understand that the value of having people who do understand that is immense yeah. so I'm always happy to try to connect survivors together and support them in whatever way I possibly can through referral or through my background knowledge but the 
connection you feel to someone who actually understands in a way is much more significant than anything else. And do you, NLBA, if you found where um, online now, where are they online? So if you search nlbia.com, you'll come to our website. NL Brain Injury Association is us on Facebook. And NLBIA 2020 is yeah, on that, uh, Twitter. Yeah. On Instagram. And on um, Instagram, yeah. And, and Twitter, same thing. Yeah. On Twitter, it's just NLBIA. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on Instagram, it's NLBIA 2020. Yeah. Great. And, uh, yeah, and that's so that, Anne will be forced to be here for the remainder of the, well, not even the remainder. Who <laughs> knows? Like, for a while <laughs> on these podcasts for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And uh, we're going to just, in the same ideas, but Aaron will provide different, different perspectives and a different take on things. And uh, I'm looking forward to just having someone to riff with it more. And we'll try to get a, a better sound arrangement going on here. I think we'll get another, get a mic or something. He's just used to, used to use a headset, but that's very, it's like a personal thing. It's only, so get a mic because the sound is, me seems a bit lower, seems a bit lower to me, so, um, you know, try to improve that, but, uh, yeah, yeah. let us know if the sound wasn't great or anything, it's a work in progress, today I just really wanted to be able to introduce myself and a little bit about me before you just start hearing my voice all the time in podcasts. Great, well, uh, yeah, and, uh, so is there any, uh, if you ever have any comments about this podcast or anything, just please use Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. It's hard to tweet unless you or text unless you have a picture to comment on. But comment on on the posts and uh, and let us know what your thoughts are, what subjects you are interested interested in hearing about. Because Aaron had some knowledge and some and some good experience in those areas too. So yeah. And the better your questions are, the better I can prepare. So <laughs> I'll bring all the knowledge I possibly can to any thoughts you may have or concepts you're concerned about. And we can try to find guests, too, that would have even more knowledge on the area. And we'll uh, work on a goodbye segment or something to say bye because I'm just saying thank you and bye now. But I'm going to say thank you, Darren, because she's here every week. But I guess say thank you is not going to be bad. But Thanks, Aaron, and uh, and we'll work on something that will uh, be a better ending to the podcast. Right now, thank you, everyone. Concussion Talk Podcast is presented by HeadCheck Health. HeadCheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on HeadCheck Health to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.